Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. What's up, DMAC? Good morning, fellas. How's it going this morning? Man, doing great, man. Great to have you on the show with us. Uh, always glad to have you uh, every uh, Thursday morning. Uh, you were at the uh, you were at the game uh, this weekend, uh, but first Friday night you were part of the Houston Nuts induction and uh, into the uh, the Arkansas Hall of Honor. Tell us about that night. I know it was something at the very end was really cool that he got all of you guys, every player that was there that played on Houston got up on stage. How was that night for you as a, one of his former players? Great as always. Um, anytime I can run to Coach Nutt and see him and um, be there to support him, it's always a great thing. Um, he's a great guy. Without Coach Houston Nutt, man, I probably wouldn't have made it to, uh, to accomplish some of the things that I accomplished in college. So just being able to be there to be able to support him, you know, um, see old teammates, uh, my old running back coach, Danny Nutt. And, uh, also, congratulations to uh, Phoebe Jones as well for going into the Hall Runner. It was a great time there. We all had a great time. Smiled and laughed a whole lot, and you know we enjoyed it. It was. Uh, I know. Obviously, that you had the uh, had the uh, movie or documentary resurgence, which was really, really good. Just talking about how he changed the culture and turned the program around. It was. I know. It had. He said it was a very special weekend for him, uh, Darren, and and I know it was, especially with you guys. There it was great to see you introduced during the game. Crowd went crazy. Uh, so you were on the field. Did you watch the game? Then most of the game from the field. Or did you watch it half and half in the up in the press box, or where did you catch most of the game from? different parts of the stadium. Um, I, but the, but the majority of it, I watched them up, up in one of the boxes. Um, I went down on the field. They were being honored at the end of the first quarter. They were honoring all the honorees for the Hall of Honor. And you know, I just walked down there with some of those guys and hung out with them. And, you know, just being able to be back in the uh, Arkansas Stadium, man, it's always great. Um, you know, diehard Razorback back through and through. So anytime I still put on that campus, man, it just brings back old memories. Yeah, by the way, Felix Jones, your teammate, went all, also was in the Hall of Honor, got inducted with uh, with uh, Houston. Okay, so you had a chance to see this team up close and personal. You saw their struggles offensively. Tell us what you think. What was your what were your observations? The offensive line has, has received criticism, maybe some of the play calling, that they weren't running KJ until the second half when they really needed him. What were your observations being there on the field to watch? Yes, yeah, for me, standing there watching is tough as a running back um, – you can't put it all on the offensive line. First off, you can't just put it all on them. You know, it, it's tough, um, but it's definitely tough uh, as a running back when you're not getting a big push-up front. So that's something that we're going to have to get better at and uh, moving forward. I think our team is, is going to be a, a pretty good team. That we, uh, It's a reason why we, we schedule games the way that we do, you know, starting off not going straight into SEC play. You have to get some kinks worked out out there. And, and, you know, that's one of those things for the Razorback right now. We're definitely trying to get those worked out. But I look at the bright side of things. We're 2-0. and We scored probably – we scored over 80 points in the last two games and you know, only allowed one touchdown. So I, I try to look at the brighter side of things. And, but as a team overall, I think we're going to be pretty good. And, you know, as a running game, I mean, everybody looks for us to be this big bruising team. And, you know, we're going to go out there and impose our will on people. And um, that's something that we're going to have to definitely turn up a little bit as far as the running, running style, the running, the running game that we're doing right now. We're going to have to start getting some bigger pushes up front, making some bigger runs out there. But, you know, all in all, I feel like we're going to be a pretty good team this year. And, you know, just got to keep stacking and getting better each day. 
Uh, we're visiting with Darren McFadden, uh, McFadden, brought to you by Ride Out uh, Lumber Company in Oakland Sports. I just don't know, Darren, you know, having watched it, I was up there with Steve Sullivan, and I just I turned to Sully and just said, this this pro-style offense that they wanted to install, they, they went away from the RPO fast pace of uh, of Bryles last year to this more standard handoff, run at, you know, the, the, the pro-pass uh, routes, uh, the, the slow developing, no rush to the line of scrimmage. And, you know, you, you've taken K.J. out as a threat. And, Darren, I just don't think this offense is going to work without that, I, especially with a struggle in the offensive line. You saw what happened to him when he started, you know, running the ball. It opened up the, the defense and really gave us a chance to be a little bit better in the second half. What do you think about that? You know, um, I agree with everything that you said there. Um, the coaches, I'm sure they're sitting back watching film and, and seeing a lot of those things as well. And I'm, I would be surprised if some of those things don't get incorporated back into the offense here very soon. That's something that uh, we're going to have to do it regardless. We're going to have to go out there, you know, um, use KJ's legs and make him be a threat out there. We're going to have to get some up-tempo, get some guys off, of, get them kind of on their heels and get going. But I think this offense will um, – we have the players in this offense that do phenomenal, and I think these guys are going to get going. And, you know, everybody's going to improve each week. And um, I think that – Moving forward, that some of those things we'll definitely see those things be incorporated into the offense. Darren, one of the thing I one other thing, and KJ talked about it. I don't know if you picked up on it if you were on the field that first half. I guess you didn't even have to be on the field if you were in the stadium watching it. We just didn't come out with a didn't come out with an urgency or edge. KJ said admitted it said, "Hey, we didn't have an edge." And uh, the way I look at that, Darren, I don't know about you, but you you get an edge, you get fired up from two ways. Either your coaches fire you up. You know, you have a used to nut, or you know, if your coach is Sam Pittman, or my coach was Lou Holtz or Ken Hatfield, either the coaches that fire you up, or you guys as, as players. You know, I was a team captain, man. If I looked around and I felt we were flat, I'm going to get in guys' faces. Did you pick up on that that they looked a little flat? And when you were playing, were you a vocal guy? Did you did you sort of go around and, and you know, if you noticed maybe the team didn't have the juice that you sort of you know try to jack everybody up the best you could? No, that's something I definitely noticed. Uh, me and Phoenix, we were sitting there and we talked about it. You know, we felt like the offense was just kind of flat and dull, and it just, it just didn't seem to have uh, any kind of morale going on, or not even just the offense, the team, period. And so we, we actually we sat there and we talked about it, and we were just saying somebody got to get something going, somebody got to make a play to get a jump started. And, um, but as far as me, um, I wasn't the big vocal rah-rah guy. I was always more of a go out there and do it and, you know, speak with the pads, finish and run. Sure. And, you know, try to get it, uh, get get things going that way and get hyped that way. Um, I was actually a big jokester on the team before the game. Um, <laughs> right. You know, I tried to I tried to stay pretty loose before the games. And, um, you know, every, not everybody could approach games that way, so I would know how to interact with certain guys out there. But, you know, I, I wouldn't get in guys' face or make a, a big hoorah and everything, but I would definitely say say something like, if I see it looking dead, I was like, oh, something, no. Looks like we might be scared or something. Somebody needs to wake up. Let's get something going, y'all. <laughs> right. Get a little noise. And so that's something I always did. But, you know, um, as a leader, as leaders on the team, you know, um, like you say, being a leader, you get in guys' face. You want to go out there and, you know, get your guys ready. Um, but, you know, there's something that we have to do moving forward, make sure we go out there with a chip on our shoulder, whether it's playing Kent State or LSU or whoever we're playing, we have to go out there and be ready to play. 
Uh, the other thing, uh, pivoting to the NFL, Aaron Rodgers, uh, obviously out for the season with the Achilles tear. Number one, how, how tough was it for you to see that and having been at that level, knowing you train through you know, all the camps and, and all this, you know, getting to a new city and you, you're out after four days. Just tell us how you think about that. And the other thing is that now the NFL Players Union has come out and talked about maybe you know, going to all grass, you know, maybe that they thought maybe that could help not only with that injury, but with other injuries. So first talk about the, uh, just as, as a former pro, how tough it was to watch you see Aaron Rodgers go down. Man, um, seeing a guy like that go down, I hate to see it. You know, um, like you say, it's, it's like a fresh start for him going to a new city, played in Green Bay 17, 18 years, and, you know, going to a new city where all these expectations are on you, and then you go out there and, you get in the first drive and you go down. Um, that's tough. It do it, it does a lot to your mental man. Just overall, and you know you're you're so hyped up out there and you want to play and you have all these expectations on what you want to do this year. And you see all the young talent around you and it excites you. And then everything just goes out the window just like that. And that's man, I, I hate that for him. Um, I hate it for the Jets team and their organization. Um, you know they had a lot that they were expecting from Aaron Rodgers, and just to see him go down early in the game, man, um, it's, it's tough and it, it hurts. Um, I've been in those situations where you go down off an injury and you're expected to do this and expected to do that, and you know I, I feel like that no matter the pressure coming from the outside, nobody's gonna put more pressure. For me, anyway, that I could put on myself, and I'm assuming, and I think that Aaron basically carried himself the same way. What do you think about turf versus grass? Did you have a preface back when you played? You maybe the majority of your games were on turf. It seemed like it was for some reason. I'm thinking in for you in when you were the Raiders, it was grass. Was was it or was it not? Yeah, we played on grass when I when I was in Oakland. Um, you know, actually, um, our big thing yeah. then was yeah, it was the diamond field. <laughs> But uh, I, I would much rather play on grass any day. On um, that turf is it's unforgiving, man. The yeah. turf is unforgiving, and um, so I would I would definitely much rather play on grass any day. And I would love to see the NFL move to all grass. That's that's natural for us to play on grass. The majority of us grew up playing up on playing on grass. Well, back in my era, anyway. So I would love for it to be all grass fields on um, out there. Yeah, who I, I, watching a game? I don't know. Was it was it the Jets game? I don't know who it was, but you could t- they, they had just it was a fresh fresh field with all the uh, as many new little rubber pellets as you can yeah, get on that because yeah. the quarterback's face yeah. was all cut in those I hate pellets. Those rubber pellets. Yeah, yeah, I did. yeah. Did you see that, D? <laughs> Uh huh, I did. I think that was uh, uh Zach Wilson. I think it was Zach Wilson. Or somebody <laughs> got up and yes. it was just little beads all over there. Yep. Yep, fresh. Yeah, fresh it was it's, yeah. for me. I, I said to Darren, I was telling the guys, I, I always enjoyed playing on grass too. The smell, the feel, just I actually, I, I, I said I felt faster. My best games were on grass. Of course, our, our turf fields were not oh. near as good as the turf wow. fields they are today. But I think obviously there's more maintenance costs. It's, you know, obviously you don't have the flexibility to have concerts at the stadiums and all that. But yeah, I was wondering just the smell of it gets get your grass all dirty, your pants all dirty, grass stains, dirt stains. Um, it's nothing like getting up and having a grass stain on you, man, and bring you back to your kid days. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. Uh, before we let you go, um, and we uh, obviously do want to thank Oakland Sports and Ryder. 
Cutout Lumber for sponsoring each week. Two great uh, companies here in Arkansas. You mentioned as a kid, today uh, the National Toy Hall of Fame revealed their 12 finalists for 2023. It's like different ones. The game Battleship and uh, the Slime and Nerf, Nerf Basketball. So I was wondering, when, you, when Darren McFadden was a kid, a little kid growing up here in Central Arkansas, what was what was your number one go-to toy? Was it a football? Was it was it uh, something else that you did? What or did you play PlayStation? Pick up sticks? <laughs> no, he, well, he's, he, he's young Jax. enough. Did you play Jax? He's young enough where he's probably playing video games or something. What what was this uh, seven or eight year old or six year old Darren McFadden playing back in the day? You know, I was I was always outside, so a, a football or a basketball for me, um, it was it was great. It was like, it was something that you enjoyed being outside, running around, shooting basketball, whether it was on a real goal or a milk crate or just throwing up, playing tackle football, and just being able to be outside and run around. And you know, of course, I played video games. Uh, so I just one of my daughter's birthday was this past Tuesday. And so we bought them Mario, and I found myself playing that game a lot more than them when they lay down in the evening. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took me back to being a kid for sure. Especially for Mario. Now, what about brothers and sisters of yours? Did y'all play some? Did y'all play some Monopoly, some Operation, any, any board, some board games, games or no? I feel like we probably played just about every game Clue. under the sun. We came yeah. to Monopoly, Uno, the Operation. <laughs> Operation. <laughs> sorry. Operation. You know, what? We, we I... played just yeah. about everything. I think we I played was... Sorry more than anything. Well, do you remember, you remember Operation? That was the one where Take you Take out had... Ranch Tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right. It's a brilliant. It's a brilliant. <laughs> well, listen, we, before your time, uh, Darren, we were talking yesterday. We had the electric football. It was so It was so <laughs> oh, basic. Yeah. You yeah, just put yeah. these little dudes out on the I still got and they just shake and move around. Going but it circles. Was, it was yeah, it was going circles. But it was uh, like pitch was being. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. But it, it was uh, it was big for us. Well, listen, man. Thanks so much as always. We appreciate you jumping on with us. Hopefully, the Hogs will go to three and zero. The line's only eight and a half, so a lot of folks are expecting a close game. But then all of a sudden, obviously, it gets down to the real business next week down in Baton Rouge. But thanks as always, DMac. Have a great weekend, buddy. Appreciate it. Good talking to you guys. Thanks, Go, all go right, Hogs. Darren McFadden. Go Hogs.